Hi guys, this is Fiona from IELTS Exam Training Courses and Members Academy. And in today's podcast, I'm going to do another YouTube live so that you can see the text on screen, but listen to my explanations at the same time. So if you go to YouTube, you can find this um, part four, section four listening, and it's all about the history of weather forecasting. Today, the weather in the UK is absolutely foul, as it has been for the last three months. So I thought this would be an interesting one to look at. It's all gap fill. There are 10 gap fills as usual in part four. So I'm going to go through the whole listening and I'll stop and pause so that you can try to get the answer in each gap. So when you look at the text, uh, there are four headings. It says ancient cultures and then ancient Greeks and then the Middle Ages and then the 15th to 19th centuries. So you can see it goes in order of time and there are bullet points for each topic. So for ancient cultures there are five bullet points and the first gap fill comes in the second bullet point. So make sure that you are ready to come in at the right place. Now, the question paper says many cultures believed that floods and other disasters were involved in the creation of the world. So you've got those words floods and disasters to help you um, find, navigate where you are in the text as you listen. I'm going to read that and it says, in this series of lectures about the history of weather forecasting, I'll start by examining its early history. That'll be the subject of today's talk. Okay, so we'll start by going back thousands of years. Most ancient cultures had weather gods and weather catastrophes, such as floods, played an important role in many creation myths. So that's the first bullet point and you need to get ready for the second one. The second one says many cultures invented something and other ceremonies to make the weather gods friendly. So you're waiting for something that many cultures invented and something else. It may be a synonym for invented. Let's see. Generally, weather was attributed to the whims of the gods, as the wide range of weather gods in various cultures shows. For instance, there's the Egyptian sun god, Ra, and Thor, the Norse god of thunder and lightning. Many ancient civilizations developed rites such as dances in order to make the weather gods 
look kindly on them. So we have many ancient civilizations developed rites such as dances. Rites here is spelt R-I-T-E-S. So that is the synonym for ceremonies in the question paper. So they invented or developed rites such as dances. And that is the answer. It's 31 dances. And of course, it's plural. So remember the S. The answer is many cultures invented dances and other ceremonies to make the weather gods friendly. Synonym for to make the weather gods friendly is to make the weather gods look kindly on them. Next bullet point is 32. It says people needed to observe and interpret the sky to ensure their something. So what did they need to ensure? We can guess it's a noun. Let's see what they say. The weather was of daily importance. Observing the skies and drawing the correct conclusions from these observations was really important. In fact, their survival depended on it. Their survival depended on it. So why did they observe the sky? To ensure their survival. Now, IELTS likes these kind of word formation, irregular word forms like survive, survival. I have a list of them on my website in the word formation section. I'll put that link in the description. So the next paragraph or bullet point is about the Babylonians in 650 BC. They started forecasting using weather phenomena such as. So always when there's a such as, obviously we're looking for an example. So get ready to listen for an example. It isn't known when people first started to observe the skies. But at around 650 BC, the Babylonians produced the first short-range weather forecasts based on their observations of clouds and other phenomena. So, as in the same example, we've got two things. It says weather phenomena such as something. And in the text, it says they based their observations of clouds and other phenomena. So the clouds are an example of the phenomena that they used. And that is the answer. It is clouds. Then we come to the Chinese. By 300 BC, the Chinese had a calendar made up of a number of something connected with the weather. So we're listening for the Chinese and their calendar and what was it made up of. The Chinese also recognised weather patterns. 
and by 300 BC, astronomers had developed a calendar which divided the year into 24 festivals, each associated with a different weather phenomenon. So we've got, they divided the calendar or the year into 24 festivals, and that is the answer. Then they move on to the ancient Greeks. There are three bullet points and they've done the first two for you. They say a more scientific approach is one aspect of the ancient Greeks. And then Aristotle tried to explain the formation of various weather phenomena. And finally, point three, Aristotle also described halos and something. So again, we're looking for two things, halos and something, which Aristotle described. So let me read you the paragraph on Aristotle. For nearly 2,000 years, Aristotle's work was accepted as the chief authority on weather theory. Alongside this, though, in the Middle Ages, weather observations were passed on in the forms of proverbs, such as red sky at night, shepherd's delight. No, I'm so sorry, I've missed it. I've gone to the wrong part. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Right, let's go back. So the ancient Greeks were the first to develop a more scientific approach to explaining the weather. I am sorry, it's because I'm looking at the computer and looking at the sheet and looking at the podcast at the same time and the questions. Okay, the ancient Greeks were the first to develop a more scientific approach to explaining the weather. The work of the philosopher and scientist Aristotle in the fourth century BC is especially noteworthy as his ideas held sway for nearly 2,000 years. In 340 BC, he wrote a book in which he attempted to account for the formation of rain, clouds, winds and storms. He also described celestial phenomena such as halos, that is bright circles, of light around the sun, the moon, and the bright stars, and comets. That's so difficult. So you've got the word halos, you might not know it, but it's that thing that goes around your head, angels have, bright circles of light, and comets, C-O-M-E-T-S. That is the answer for question 35, very tricky. Okay, let's move to 36. This is about the Middle Ages. And the first bullet point says Aristotle's work was considered accurate. And the second point is about many proverbs. For example, about the significance of the colour of the something passed on accurate information. So the idea that these old proverbs um, actually passed correct information, for example, about 
the color of something. So we're listening just for the color to be mentioned. So for nearly 2000 years, Aristotle's work was accepted as the chief authority on weather theory. Alongside this though, in the Middle Ages, weather observations were passed on in the form of proverbs such as red sky at night, shepherd's delight. Red sky in the morning, shepherd's warning. Many of these are based on very good observations and are accurate as contemporary meteorologists have discovered. So what is red? The sky and that is the answer for question 36. Next we move on to the final part which is the 15th to 19th centuries. The first bullet point talks about the 15th centuries when science century when scientists recognized the value of something for the first time. What did they recognize the value of? For centuries, any attempt to forecast the weather could only be based on personal observations. But in the 15th century, scientists began to see the need for instruments. That's the answer. They recognized the value of instruments for the first time. Next point, Galileo invented the something. Maybe you know this already. In 1592, the Italian scientist and inventor Galileo developed the world's first thermometer. <laughs> That's it. The answer is thermometer, but very difficult spelling, I guess. T-H-E-R-M-O-M-E-T-E-R. -E -E so if you got it, they might catch you out on the spelling. Um, next talks about Pascal and then the 17th century. And then the next gap comes in the 18th century when Franklin identified the movement of something. So we're waiting for Franklin. Um, Galileo's student Torricelli later invented the barometer, which allowed people to measure atmospheric pressure. In 1648, the French philosopher Pascal proved that pressure decreases with altitude. This discovery was verified by English astronomer Halley or Halley in 1686. And Halley was also the first person to map trade winds. Now we talk about trade winds a lot. It's that topic about navigation and Polynesian migration, which they love in IELTS and trade winds is a key word. So we're still waiting for Franklin and what did he identify the movement of? The increasing ability to measure factors related to weather helped scientists to understand the atmosphere and its processes better and they started collecting weather observation data systematically. In the 18th century the scientist and politician Benjamin Franklin 
carried out work on electricity and lightning in particular, but he was also very interested in weather and studied it throughout the most throughout most of his life. Now wait for it, it's coming up next. It was Franklin who discovered that storms generally travel from west to east. So the question was, what did he identify the movement of? He identified the movement of storms, one word, plural. Finally, last one is about the 19th century. Data from different locations could be sent to the same place by something. So how could data be sent? Mm -hmm. In addition to new meteorological instruments, other developments contributed to us understanding of the atmosphere. People in different locations began to keep records and in the mid-19th century, the invention of the telegraph made it possible for these records to be collated. This led, by the end of the 19th century, to the first weather services. So it was the invention of the telegraph, and that is the answer, T-E-L-E-G-R-A-P-H, quite difficult spelling again. Um, that's answer 40. So I've started grading my uh, all of the posts on my um, website in terms of the difficulty of... Quite surprised by the difficulty of this one, actually. I would possibly give it a 9 out of 10. Um, it's one word answer, gap fill, okay. But I thought these words were not very recognizable or memorable and quite difficult to spell and they also seem to be quite hidden in a lot of information. I don't know if you agree with me um, but I found that more difficult than usual. Okay just before we finish I'd like to say more hello to Mohibola Hamini who sent me a lovely message on my website and he tells me that he finds my podcast really useful. So it's lovely to get your messages and to know that they're really useful um, because then I know and I'll make some more. So um, I'm not sure what your first name is. I'm just going by your email address, but thank you very much. I reply to all your messages. They might go to junk, so please do check junk. If you've emailed me or try to get in touch with me, I, I always reply to messages but then I never hear anything back. So I don't know if you got my message at all. All right, um, thank you very much for listening today. I will put this on YouTube. I've done it live. I'm just gonna check the quality first before I upload it as a video. Um, I think that's it. Thank you very, very much for watching. Have a great week and I'll speak to you next time. Okay, bye for now, bye-bye.